Jesus said, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor, again, does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of the heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil, for it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood arose, the river burst against that house but could not shake it, because it had been well built. The one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. The Gospel of the Lord. So this morning we do have a sermon from Dana Augustine. She cannot join us in person. She's recovering from COVID. Prayers are with you, Dana. She's here with us online, though. So I will go ahead and read her sermon. King Alfred, an Anglo-Saxon king born 848, who reigned in Wessex and then England from 871 to 899, was the youngest of six children of King Ethelwulf, four of whom succeeded their father, one after another. In those days, an heir and a spare wasn't enough. Alfred was the last of his four brothers to wear the crown. The problem was the Vikings. Danish raids happened repeatedly for decades, even centuries, and Vikings weren't good guys. They not only sacked monasteries, killed monks, and stole valuable altar vessels, that was just a bonus, they were slavers. When they invaded a town, they killed the men and carted off the women and children as livestock. They needed land to settle, farm, and raise their families, but the only way they knew was to take it by force. At one point, Alfred's army was unexpectedly attacked by the Danes and scattered. Alfred ran for the hills. It was said that when he was hiding on the farm of an old woman who didn't know he was king, she instructed him to keep an eye on some wheat cakes she was baking on a hot stone. He didn't. They burned. When she came back, she rounded on him in no uncertain terms. Alfred may not have been faithful in small things, but he was in large ones, God had a purpose for this physically weak and totally unsuited youngest son of a king. This was the world Alfred was born into. Alfred loved education but didn't get it until he was older. He was devout, taken to Rome on pilgrimage by his father and exposed to both literature and prayer by his mother. He wasn't strong, He probably would have desired to enter a monastery rather than fight one war after another to protect every foot on land. That was not a choice he was offered or a vocation he was led to. God had other plans for him. Latin scholarship was by now almost non-existent in England. When he became King Alfred, 
He responded with a policy to teach and to legislate in English. He finally did learn Latin and knew it well enough to translate some scripture and key theological and philosophical works into English. First among them was Pope Gregory the Great's The Book on the Pastoral Rule. He deemed it so valuable that he had copies made and gave one to every bishop and abbot and senior official in his kingdom. Ultimately, Alfred defeated the Viking hordes, made a peace treaty with King Guthrum, which Guthrum immediately broke. King Alfred tried again and finally made a treaty which stood firm. Separated by rivers, the Danes could settle on one side and the Anglo-Saxons would hold the land on the other. One stipulation made this treaty work. Guthrum and his people were converted, baptized, and made Christian. Now cheating would be seen by God. Whatever else you can say about the heathens, they don't relish offending gods, any gods. In this moment of peace, Alfred initiated the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, which set forth a common history for all of England. He sought laws reflecting mercy and justice, drawing on the laws of Moses and existing codes, both heathen and Christian. He gave local governments a voice, establishing sheriffs and councils within a borough. But his eye was always on the Church of God. He founded schools to educate his own children and also those not born to nobility, and raised the best to be bishops, abbots, and administrators. Well, that was a lot of history, but what does it tell us? Alfred could have used his royal status to emulate the heathens he fought. He did not. His heart and soul was focused on building a Christian nation, one of laws, one of mercy, one of respect for the common people. He believed that an earthly king and his subjects reflected God's kingship over all his people, the body of Christ. Alfred embraced humility rather than power as he tried to live out the great responsibility of ruling his people, a people damaged by years of fear and war. Today, we hear so much about distrust of institutions, the very civil law which maintains peace and justice, and probably with reason, as corruption has become the norm for so many in government, we have grown numb watching our leaders, many of whom call themselves Christian, turn their backs on the poor and needy, the marginalized, the stranger. Are we invaded by heathens, killing, raping, burning the land? as we watch these empire builders take over our laws and lives? In a way, it seems so. In Ukraine, it not only seems so, it is so. And we watch it, sometimes feeling helpless, or we turn away rather than face the frustration. Before I ask what would Jesus do, let me ask what would King Alfred do? Are we so mistrustful of our leaders that we would rather embrace violence, chaos? insecurity, and even try to imagine God's kingdom with us now. Even in the church, do we recognize the burden of gifts of our leaders, our priests and deacons, our bishops, our religious, or are our leaders, secular and spiritual, just delusional people with no message or power, that power which is measured by ownership, status, 
money blaming. Did Alfred choose to display his power? Or did he order books be copied and schools be built and invited foreign scholars and religious to come and make a home with the Anglo-Saxons? The fault does not lie in an individual king or president, but what kind of leader he or she is. The form of governance, no matter what, matters less than hearts open to God and to Christ Jesus in order to build a society based on tolerance, love, forgiveness. A society that never forgets who we are and whose we are. Using our grace-given talents as kings, farmers, administrators, priests, families, using them humbly to build God's kingdom one act, one prayer, one kindness at a time, with gratitude and love of God and neighbor. This is our calling, the calling that Alfred followed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.